Hi, and welcome to episode 18 of the Four Seasons Podcast. My name is Mike Oliver. And I'm Rachel Oliver. I hope everybody is having a great start to their new year. I hope you're staying safe. Warm. Warm. If it's not where you are. <laughs> yeah. It is single digits where we're at right now. Yes. And it is not fun. No. And I dream of beaches. Mm-hmm. And palm trees. Yep. And ocean waves. <laughs> All in sand in between your toes. Yeah. Not in your butt crack, though. No. Um, man. We lost another one. Mm-hmm. We lost Bob Saget. Yep. I just can't believe... It's been a rough... Rough... Few months. Few months. Like, the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody just stay safe. Take care of each other. Yeah. Look out for one another. Because I think we've... I think we're good for the year now. Of losing people, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. We we squeeze it all in the beginning, and now it can only go up from here. Exactly. Uh, speaking of only going up from here, why don't we go ahead and start the show? Sounds good. To start off our first segment, like we always do, let's go ahead and do trivia this week. So this week's trivia question is... Which college did NBA superstar Grant Hill go to? This one. This one I know. Okay. This one, to use a basketball <laughs> term, is a uh, is a layup for me. Okay. So, thank you. You're welcome. Let's see if you can actually get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for showing faith. I love you. All right. I love you, too. All right. It is time for some nuggies okay and i got a handful for you today Mm. yeah okay um i'm gonna start with the nhl so little frozen puck nuggies Okay. okay um we had a couple of guys join elite company so we had milan lucic mm-hmm. who currently plays for the calgary flames okay he joined five other players as the only players in the NHL history who have scored against all 32 NHL teams. Oh. Uh, He joined Mike Hoffman, Mikhail Granlund, Phil Kessel, Derek Broussard, and Max Pacioretty. Mm. So that's pretty impressive considering, you know, the NHL's been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, not hundreds. Over a, over a hundred. Yeah. And only six players have accomplished that feat. Also kind of shows that back in the day, players usually went to one team and stuck with that team. Yeah. But it surprises me that even um, uh, Wayne Gretzky's not on this list. Yeah. I was listening to that and I was like, oh, yeah. that is interesting. Uh, we also had Joe Thornton become the sixth player in NHL, in NHL history. To play in at least 1,700 games. 1,700? 1,700. Oh. So he joined Ron Francis, Yamir Yager, Mark Messier, Gordie Howe, and Patrick Marlowe. Hmm. Yeah. So, moving on from NHL nuggies, I got a little NFL nuggie. Okay. I actually have a couple of them. Um, first, we're going to check back in on Scorigami. Mm-hmm. Um... We had our 1,072nd unique scoregami. Uh, Dallas beat Philadelphia 51-26. Oh. 
Wow. So, first time in NFL history that a game has ended with that score. Okay. That's... Since we started the score, I mean, I think it's happened three or four times this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it was a unique thing before, and now it's... <laughs> now it's happening every, every every week. Yeah. I think part of it is uh, moving back the the PAT. Oh. Because okay. it used to be a 19-yard kick, so every team would just go for it. And now that it's not such an automatic kick anymore, I think a lot more teams are going for two, and so they're, you know, missing... We're getting it, and it's changing the scores up quite a bit. So, um, the last one I have for you, and this is the most random one of today. Okay. But so the Miami Dolphins season mm-hmm. came to an end. Yes. Uh, they did end up beating the Patriots, and they they swept the Patriots this year, which is weird. It's kind of it's kind Not of weird, but it is weird because the Patriots kind well, of rebounded and have had a really good year. And the Dolphins have been wishy-washy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, well, not wishy would They Taylor two halves. They beat the Patriots week one, and then they lost seven straight games, and then they won like eight straight games. Yeah, off and on. Anyway, so this season the Miami Dolphins finished nine and zero versus quarterbacks who have an O in their last name. And 0 and 8 against quarterbacks who don't have an O in their last name. So yeah, so they beat Mac Jones. Okay. Tyrod Taylor. Lamar Jackson. Joe Flacco. Cam Newton. Mike Glennon. Zach Wilson. Ian Book. <laughs> and Mac Jones. Okay. They lost to Josh Allen. Derek Carr. Carson Wentz. Tom Brady. Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, and Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. Remember, okay. remember that's O's in their last names. Yeah. If that wasn't clear with my clear. enunciation. <laughs> that, yeah. And um, that is quite a strange nuggie. That is. I don't know who took the time to figure that out, but I appreciate them because now it's content for our podcast. Exactly. And that is pretty interesting, though. Yeah, I just want to know. I mean, seriously, like, who is sitting in their house watching the game and going, "Wait a minute, <laughs> who has time or who has done that?" Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but I think that's gonna wrap up my nuggies. Okay. So, order out. <laughs> well, okay. And uh, let's continue on. Moving on to our Fab Five this week. Uh, I don't know. I know you know because I sent you the picture, but I don't know if other people have seen the picture going around. Um, There are a pair of brothers Mm -hmm. who both play in the NFL. They're wide receivers. Um, First and foremost have the two best names in sports for my money. What is it? It's Amon Ra St. Brown, who plays for the Detroit Lions. And Equinemius St. Brown, who plays for the Packers. Okay. Um, I'm going to figure out a way to work their names into my fantasy football team next year. Okay. <laughs> but the Lions played the Packers this this week, season uh-huh. finale, and their parents were in the crowds, and they had these really cool 
obviously self-made or somebody sewed, yeah. where both players' jerseys were sewn into one jersey so they could support both their sons. Yeah. And I thought that was super cool. That and is it, cool. It has been going around the internet. It definitely caught our eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what inspired our list this week. Yes. Um, so we have decided for this week's Fab Five, we will be doing... Sib- sibling rivalry. Not really, ri- not, not not really rivalry. rivalry. Siblings in sports. Yes. I thought I was trying to get it. You, you're, no? trying to okay. get, you're trying to get it spicy? I was. Okay. Different kind of spice. Yeah. Like, we we're, were looking for, like, some... Intriguing spice. We were looking for, like, some hot sauce, and you gave us, like, some ghost peppers. Oh, okay. Uh, well, okay then. <laughs> yeah, we were, I was like a little spicy, and you were trying to go get real spicy. Okay. Um, do you have a sixth man this week? I don't have a sixth man. Okay, so I do have a sixth man. So if you're okay with it, yeah, go for it. In the new format of mm-hmm. the Four Seasons Podcast, Fat Five. Yep. When we go back and forth, I will start first since I have a sixth man. Yes. The reason why I have a sixth man is because I'm actually doing a whole family tree for one one part one part and okay. i just think this is while there are there's actually three sets of siblings no yes three sets of siblings in one. Oh. um so this is the matthews family as my sixth man so we have clay matthews senior is the patriarch of this okay football family he was a 25th round pick of the rams in 1949 oh wow yeah the draft used to be Way bigger. Yeah. Uh, he was an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman. In that day, they both they went both ways. Yeah. Um, he had two sons. Clay Matthews Jr., who was a first-round pick of the Browns in 1978. And I really do believe should be in the Hall of Fame. He's not cur- not currently. Yeah. He might get in, I think, one day on like a... Uh, I forget what they call it. Like a throw... They have like a... Random? No, it's like a old player category. Oh, like, okay. Like, um, I I know the year John Elway got inducted, for, for, they had uh, Carl Eller got in. Oh, okay. And he had played for the Vikings in the 70s. Oh, okay. So. So, long time ago category? There, I don't know. It, it's really, it's got a good name. And I'm sure if anybody knows what the name is, they can email us at... The Four Seasons Pod at gmail.com. Because uh, I know people just love to correct me. <laughs> Frozen pucks. Yeah, I got it. Okay, go ahead. Um, he also had another son, uh, Bruce Matthews, who was an offensive lineman for... He was a first-round pick of the Houston Oilers in 1983. He is in the Hall of Fame. So yeah, he had two sons who play, both played in the NFL... Well, Bruce and Clay, they each had two sons okay. who, who also played in the NFL. Clay had Clay Matthews the third, okay. which I'm sure a lot of people remember playing for the Packers. Yep. It was a first-round pick of the Packers in 2009, won a Super Bowl with him. I honestly didn't know he was a third, but... Yeah. Okay. And he also had Casey Matthews, who was a fourth-round pick of the Eagles in 2011. Oh. Then Bruce went along and... Of course, Clay Matthews was a linebacker, so he had linebackers' sons. Bruce Matthews was an offensive lineman, so he had offensive lineman sons. Now he had Kevin Matthews, who actually, funnily enough, played for the Titans, okay. who came, who became the Titans from the Oilers. Yeah, uh, he went undrafted in 2010, but still made the NFL. Super impressive. And then he also had 
Jake Matthews, who was a first-round pick of the Atlanta Falcons in 2014. And Jake Matthews, actually still active, still plays for the Falcons right now. Oh. So, between them, uh, we have... Sorry, we have 753 games over 54 seasons, uh, 22 Pro Bowls. Wow. Yeah. Dang. So, a little bit more than siblings, but pretty incredible that that entire family... Yeah. And I look forward to seeing Clay Matthews the fourth and... So on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. In the NFL one day. That's pretty crazy. Yep. So that's my six man. So now for your number five. For my number five. Okay. So I went with Matthew and Brady Kachuk. They are both in the NHL. So Matthew was born December 11th, 1997. So he just turned 24 years old. He was the sixth overall draft pick by the Calgary Flames in 2016. He has a pretty good career. Um record and then Brady Kachuk uh 22 years old fourth overall pick in the 2018 draft pick uh draft by the senator Ottawa senators sorry he's a little behind but he's still pretty good those are uh I mean one I like their last name Kachuk and by the way the t is silent so it's actually t k a c h u k yeah so I just I mean, they're both so young, and ugh, makes me feel... Feel old. Yeah. <laughs> and unaccomplished, in a way. Yeah. Well, you know, I no offense to you, but you don't really have a body built for ice hockey, so... I don't. Or basketball. No. Definitely not basketball. Or f- football. No. Softball, maybe. I could do softball. Gymnastics, I know you used to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. You're very limber. <laughs> yes. Don't not, laugh. not anymore, not with my back, but I could do softball. Yeah. Anyways, what is your uh, fifth pick? All right, so my... Or fat five, I should say. My fabulous number five? Yes, your fabulous number five. My fabulous number five is also a pair of very young brothers. Okay. Um, I decided to go with Nick and Joey Bosa. Okay. Because Bosa them are really good. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Uh-huh. That's a little little dad humor for yeah. you. Um, <laughs> so we have Joey is the older brother. Uh-huh. Joey was a third overall pick in the 2016 NFL draft. He ended up winning NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Nick, the younger brother, was drafted second overall in the 2019 NFL draft. And guess what? What? He was the NFL Rookie of the Year. Oh. Uh, they're both defensive linemen, both pass rushers, both went to Ohio State University. How old are they apart? Uh, how many years apart are they? Let's see, Nick was born in 97, and Joey was born in 95. Okay. So two years. Yeah. So they, then they went to college together. They actually, I think they were, yeah, they were at Ohio State together. Okay. Sure. Anyways, go no, ahead. No, you're fine. Um, Nick's been to a couple of Pro Bowls. Joey has been to four Pro Bowls. Uh-huh. Um, they are... And it's, it's always hard to say. Mm-hmm. You never know what's happened. But as of right now, they are both on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Yeah. They're going down that. Yeah, Nick's already been to a Super Bowl. The... The Chargers just choked away their chance yeah. to go to the playoffs, but yeah, 
But I wouldn't be surprised to see, with the talent that that team has, Joey will be in a Super Bowl one day. Heck, maybe Nick and Joey will end up playing, their teams might play end up playing each other in the Super Bowl. Hasn't That has happened before, right? What team? Brothers playing each other in the Super Bowl? Yeah. I, off the top of my head, I know that the Harbaugh brothers coached against each other in the Super Bowl. Maybe that's what it was. Jim and John Harbaugh. Yeah, I think, I remember there was some, that one is sibling rivalry. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's rivalry. Anyways, okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I mean, that's that's really all I got. I could, I could bore you to death with their with their <laughs> stats. The fact of the matter is, is they're both really really good at football. Yeah. And they're brothers, and, and they're super young. Yeah. And they have two years apart. And then they're pretty crazy. They're on their way to the top. Yeah. All right. Uh, so number four for you. I'm going with Stephen Curry and Seth Curry. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly didn't know Stephen Curry even had a... See, that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> like, yes, they are brothers, but one is... Super good. One is arguably the... Well, I don't even think it's an argument. I think one is the best shooter in NBA history, and the other one is Steph Curry. <laughs> or, or, no, excuse, it's Seth, Seth Curry. Curry. <laughs> I was like, that that would have been a hot take. <laughs> that's like, I was like, whoa. Easy there. So, easy there, cowboy. <laughs> Stephen Curry was born March 14th, 1988, so... 33, almost 33 years old. Uh, first round draft pick, number he went as number seven in the first round draft pick um, in 2009. As we know, he is pretty good. You know, all threes, mostly. That uh, I, don't, I don't even know. He's got, yeah. He, I mean. He's, he's dominant. He is, yeah, I was going to say. It's like, and as you know much as we don't. You know, yeah, we don't team. we don't like the Warriors. <laughs> but you do have to admit he's pretty good. Um, so Seth Curry, born August 23rd, 1990, 32 years of age. He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, as of December 2021, he has the second highest career three-point three field goal percentage, though. I think mm. that stat cheats just a little bit. Because they start taking into account it's like minimum however many shots. Mm. But the thing about, and not knocking your list, uh-huh. but like, <laughs> you know, Seth Seth Curry is kind of a bench slash role player. Yeah. So he def- he takes less shots. So the less shots you take, the higher. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt against going against his brother in this. Well, I mean, facts are facts. Like <laughs> They are. He did go undrafted in the 2013, that kind of. You know what's <laughs> funny is I didn't realize that Seth was actually the younger brother. Yeah. For some reason, I thought he just looks older. He does look older. I saw those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's... watching his younger brother or his older brother do all the things he was doing, and then him thinking like I gotta try to match that. Maybe it just aged him. Maybe. Going through a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm interested in your number four. All right. Well, I'm gonna give it to you then. Okay. Uh. What we have for number four is I went with, it's actually, uh, it's three brothers. Okay. It's Vince, Joe, and uh, Dom DiMaggio. Okay. Um, Now, everybody knows Joe DiMaggio, so I am not going to... Get too much into that. Yeah. One of the greatest baseball players of all time. Um... Hall of Famer, New York Yankees legend, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Um, Are you just 
briefing past it because he's a Yankees player. That might have played a little bit of a role, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he had his older brother Vince played in the MLB as well. Mm-hmm. Not even close to as big of a star, though he did drive in 100, 100 runs uh, the year, I believe it was 19, 1956, the year Joe won the AL MVP. Oh, okay. And this I actually didn't know. Um, Dom was a catcher for the Red Sox for about 10 years. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, career batting average of 298. Okay. Very solid. I... You probably would have heard more about him if he wasn't yeah. Joe DiMaggio's brother. Yeah. And I just think, oh man, can you imagine being the brother of one, of one one of the greatest baseball players of all time to playing against him as his rival and just watching him win yeah. World Series after World Series? It makes me sick just thinking about it. That would hurt. But I'd put my pride aside and just admit, like I said, facts are facts. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty dominant trio of baseball brothers. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, what is your number three? Travis and Jason Kelsey. So, Travis Kelsey, born October 5th, 1989. So, 32, almost 33 years of age. Drafted by the Chiefs in the third round in 2013. Uh, Jason, November 5th, so he's almost 35. Drafted by the Eagles in sixth round in 2011. They are... Both still playing with the teams that they drafted for or got drafted with. Um, so is Jason the older one? Yes. Maybe it's just the way it goes. I actually don't remember hearing about Jason Kelsey until after Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I think part of it is probably because Jason Kelsey is a lineman mm-hmm. and nobody gives linemen any love. Yeah. I should know. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't, once Travis Kelsey burst on the scene and started becoming the superstar yeah. he was, then it was like, Oh, did you know he has a brother who's an offensive lineman I for the Eagles? I feel like that happens a lot, though. You're like, oh, I didn't know they were related, were related or, oh, you know. Yeah. Because you have a lot of people with the same last name. I was going to say. And then people think you're related, and then you're not, and then everyone assumes, oh, they have the same last name, but they're not related. Do you ever feel, like, dumb when you're like, you have the same last name, are you related? And, they're just, and people are just like, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> you're like. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, cool. Thanks. I guess I'll just go <laughs> go sit in the hole then. Thanks. Uh, sit in a hole, of course, being substitution for... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so, go ahead with your number three. All right, I'm going to tell you my number three, and then you just have to give me a yes or no answer if they're on the list, because if you're, they're not on your list, I'm going to be... They're on your list, aren't they? I don't know. Who's your number three? You didn't say it. I know. I just thought talking about it in that tone of voice. Okay. My number three, Peyton and Eli. Yes. Okay. They are on your list? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, the only reason they're not higher is because doing my research, I found, I think, two sets of siblings that were more dominant. Okay. Surprising, but... I went off iconic. That's how I based my list. So just just wait. Anyways, go ahead. Um... Peyton's the man. Yeah. Couple of Super Bowls. Um, well, all of his records are getting broken, but yeah, he still has the single season he, touchdown was... and single season passing yard record. Yeah. That'll eventually fall just because I think 
one, it's a passing league, so teams yeah. pass more and more. Two, they added another game. Uh-huh. And I'm and I'm sure down the line they'll even add an eighteenth game, I'm sure. More and more and more. I'm yeah. sure an eighteen game season is in our future. Yeah. Um Yeah, I was looking through his list the other day and I was like, dang, I didn't realize all the achievements and accomplishments he's received. You know he I mean, you know he's great, and then when you really read it it's like Wow, that's a that is a long list. Yeah. Um Eli not as dominant, but no. But still good. Two-time Super Bowl champion. He beat the undefeated Patriots, which is a no small feat. Yeah. Well, I should say he had a hand in. But <clears throat> regardless, um, Peyton is a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's some argument whether Eli deserves to be a Hall of Famer or not. For my money, he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean... One of the criterias I've thought of as if... If you're a Hall of Famer, you you can't tell the story of whatever sport. You can't tell the sport of football without this person. So you can't tell the story of football without Peyton Manning. You can't tell yeah. the story of football without Eli Manning. Yeah. For those reasons, he beat the New England Patriots tie twice. The probably the greatest dynasty in sports ever. He beat Tom Brady twice. Yeah, I was just gonna. And start he, and, go. and he beat the undefeated Tom Brady team, gave them their only loss of the season in the yeah. Super Bowl. So I'm just gonna kind of butt in here they were my number two so i'm gonna feed off of okay you if that's okay so uh, the last thing i'll say before i kick it over to uh-huh. you is they are excellent on the manning cast <laughs> they are we we enjoy them yeah so going off of your eli uh accomplishments yeah he's tied for the longest touchdown pass of 99 yards to victor cruz the second one is tom brady to wes welker in 2011 okay so I mean, again, we were talking about records and everything. And Is that a Super Bowl record? Or no, just a regular just season? regular season. Okay. Um, you know, drafted in 2004 by the San Diego Chargers. He was traded then to the Giants during the draft. Yeah. He also played all 16 seasons with the Giants and all. Um, again, yeah, they're, they're a pretty iconic duo. So yeah. that's why I figured they were my number two. I also used to think that Eli was just a goofy mouth breather, <laughs> but watching the Man- Manning cast, I think he's, I think he's, he's really, I think he's pretty funny. He is. And I think he's also, he, he is a lot like Peyton in the sense mm-hmm. that they're very, very smart, very cerebral, really understands the game and it's, that's one, their banter is fun to watch, but I also do love how they how they break down a game and make mm-hmm. and help you understand. Like we talked about last week. Yeah. With like how commentating and, commentating and how Greg Olson does that. Yeah. I think I didn't count them as commentators because it's, it's more a, it's, entertainment. Than, yeah. It's yeah. looser and they do interviews and stuff, but same, same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I mean, also they have another brother and I feel bad for him because Cooper. Yeah. Cause they get all the, he did play football in college, mm-hmm. but he quit because of his spinal stenosis. Yeah. So, anyways. And I a... think it's his son, I don't Arch know. Manning, because I want to say that he's the nephew of Peyton and Eli. Oh, okay. Uh, I would have to fact check that, but he's like number one recruit coming out of high school. I don't know if he's committed to a college yet. Oh, or not. okay. Um, so you're number two, since we just went off of my number two. Alright, so my number two is the, um, 
the brother duo of Maurice and Andre. I believe it's Andre. They're they're Canadians. So. Okay. Otherwise, it's Henry. <laughs> okay. But I believe it's Andre. Maurice and Andre Richard. Uh, Maurice Rocket Richard won eight Stanley Cups with the Montreal uh, Canadiens. He was the first NHL player to score 500 goals in a, in a career. He scored 50 goals in 50 games to start his career. The only player to ever do that. Uh, he's widely regarded as the greatest scorer in NHL history. Okay. Um, yeah. So his name. Yeah. Like I said, his nickname was Rocket Richard. His younger brother Andre, they called him, <laughs> they called him the Pocket Rocket. Okay. Because he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> Well, you know, that it was a different time then. Okay. Honey, yeah. Uh-huh. Just keep... Go ahead. Um, he scored over a thousand points, because you know you get a point for a goal, point for a yeah. He scored over a thousand points in his career. He won the Stanley Cup 11 times as a player. 11 times? Yep, and that's the most, more than anybody in NHL history. Um, Maurice was inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1961, Andre in 1979. Uh, I just thought... Again, this is something I, I didn't realize until I started doing research, but now, like, you have Peyton and Eli, two very dominant players, but one is cl- clearly better, but these two are two of the most dominant players, it seems, in, in the, history, in the and they're history. both Hall of Famers, so. Oh. So, Andre, Maurice, <laughs> Richard. There you go. So, my number one. Mm-hmm. Is Serena and Venus oh, Williams. Oh no! <laughs> Did you put them as number yes. one too? Okay. Uh, so I, I guess we'll I guess we'll kind of do this and we'll combine. Yeah. Okay. Um. Again, I went off of more iconic. Um. So Serena Williams, thirty nine years of age, or coming up to thirty nine. Actually, no, she just passed. Sorry, her thirty ninth birthday. She. Yeah. So I had no. to. I had to clarify that. She just passed. What? Her 39th birthday. Sorry. Sorry. Um, She has 23 Grand Slam singles. She, or sorry, the Women's Tennis Association ranked her singles world number one on eight separate occasions. She's held the ranking for 186 consecutive weeks. Um, The only American player, male or female, to win more than 20 majors. And then Venus Williams, 40 years of age. Uh, former world number one in both singles and doubles. She turned pro at the age of 14. Yeah. Uh, career titles, she has 49, and she won four Olympic gold medals. Oh, yeah. I was I was just... I just think it's crazy. At one point, they were both uh, just a ton of individual accomplishments and accomplishments as a doubles team. They were both at one point ranked number one in the world as singles, they were ranked number one in the world together at doubles. Um, they've won three gold medals for doubles in Sydney, Beijing, and London. Uh, they've won 22 doubles titles. So that's the that's the neat thing is to me is not only are they they were both Good in- both dominant as individuals and but- then as a team. They're both dominant. Yeah. As, as a team, I don't think anybody stood a chance. No. But again, like I said, I put them as my number one because they're 
more of an iconic yeah. duo. Yeah. Whenever and, you think siblings, you think... And call back to earlier episodes when we've talked about Serena before. Mm-hmm. She's one of those pe- people that, like, even if you know absolutely nothing about tennis... You know who she is. Yeah. You know how good she is. And, and really, like, in pop culture, I, we haven't seen it. I'm interested to see it. You know, they have that movie out, King Richard, mm-hmm. starring Will Smith. Yep. Who... We'll, we'll come up with a list one day that Will Smith will be on because yeah. love, love the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Um, but where he plays their dad and yeah. talks about bringing them up and making them into tennis stars. Yeah. I Yeah, I want to see that movie. I'm interested in all that. Yeah. So that's... Talk about five? That's our Fab Five. That was a great number one you had. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. <laughs> um, do we want to announce next week? So that way in case any listeners want to... Submit their... Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and tell everybody. Yeah. That next week is going to be my birthday. Yep. And I will be turning 30. Yeah. Uh, next week's episode will come out right before my birthday, or maybe even on my birthday. Should be right before. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, I'm not going to be very old. No. But it is a big milestone. I'm turning 30, and it feels old. So next week, we decided our Fat Five is going to be... Our Fab Five, old people, yes. old old athletes, athletes who, who have played the game for a long time, or who are, n- not played the game for a long time, but who retired at an old age. Is that what we're going for, or who's played it, the game in old age? It's up to interpretation. <laughs> okay. Maybe you want to do. Maybe you want to do old coaches. Mm, that's a good idea. So if anyone would like to, if. They would like us to read their Fab Five on next week's episode. Go ahead and send us send us your list or call dibs at the four seasons pod at gmail.com and we'll get you going and we'll be reading it can, next week. You can be on the episode. Yeah. Alright. And that was our Fab Five. So going back to the trivia question, which college did NBA superstar Grant Hill go to? Um, that would be Duke University. Ooh, good job. Thank you. What were his years? Um, I know it was the 90s. Mm-hmm. You don't know when in the 90s, though? No. Okay. 1990. Nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety four. Okay. <laughs> um, he's two time NCAA champion, ninety four consensus first team All American. Hill became the first, sorry, the first player in uh, NCAA history to collect more than one thousand or nineteen hundred points, seven hundred rebounds, four hundred assists, two hundred steals, and a hundred blocked shots. I know uh, Duke retired his. Jersey number. Yep. He became the eighth player in Duke history to have his jersey number retired. Wow. So. You know, sometimes I worry about, I not worry, I wonder about retiring jersey numbers because it's like, as time goes on, how many numbers are you going to have left? Yeah. Like, God, I, I hate them, but the Yankees, I think, have retired like every jersey number, like one through nine. So, plus with it, as many players as you're going to keep getting, it's going to be... It's eventually going to be hard how to do that, so. I want to bring up, uh, speaking of retiring numbers, I have an argument with a friend 
because Avalanche traded for Ray Bork, uh-huh. and then he won a Stanley Cup with them, and then they retired his jersey number. And he was like, absolutely, we should retire his jersey number. And I was like, no, we shouldn't. Like, he was a great player, and I was happy we got him a Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. But he made a name for himself and was a Boston Bruins legend. Yeah. So if the Bruins want to retire for his jersey number, fine. But you shouldn't retire a jersey number for a guy who spent, like, a season or two with you. Just I because. get that. And the thing, no offense, like, because I also was like, we would have won that cup without Ray Borg. And he was like, absolutely, we would not have. And I was like, come on. Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Adam yeah. Foote. I, there's just so That was many, a pretty dominant team. Yeah, there were so many good players on that team. Like, no offense. So anyway, that was my... I would love to hear um, the hockey fans out there what they have to say about that opinion. Should Ray Bork's jersey number be retired by the Avalanche? It's true. Sound off at... The Four Seasons Pod at gmail.com And I will rebuke your claims <laughs> live on the show. Sounds good. All right, and to wrap up our show this week, a ray of positivity, what we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I would like to start by saying, while this is kind of a bad thing for one person, it gives me a lot of hope. Uh, the Broncos fired oh, yeah. Vic Fangio, yep. which uh, a lot of people are saying, like, you shouldn't celebrate somebody losing their job, and I kind of get that. Like, it's tough, but, like, the bottom line is, is it's... It's the NFL. It's it's a major. Mm-hmm. Like you have to perform. Exactly. That's what I was just gonna say. So, Vic, I think is a terrific defensive coordinator, and I'm sure he'll land a defensive coordinator job, no problem. Mm-hmm. But not a great game manager, clock manager as a head coach. So, I'm excited because this is the time where the Broncos have so much hope because they have they pick ninth in the draft. They're starting their head coaching search. They've already asked to interview a whole bunch of candidates. So what I'm looking forward to is finding out who the Broncos hire. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to having that hope that most franchises have once the offseason starts. Like, all right, that season's over with. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. If you think about it, the season is their review. So... If they don't do good during the season, it's like they're not doing good on their review. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, anything else you're looking forward to this weekend? Playoffs! Playoffs. Wild card. Yep. There's a couple of... No, there's one in particular that's just a horrid matchup that I have no interest in. Like you're not looking forward to watching or you don't like the teams playing? Both. Oh. Okay. I mean, Kansas City-Pittsburgh is going to be a slaughter. There's no way Pittsburgh should even be in the playoffs. I don't like Pittsburgh. I don't like Kansas City. I think I like... I I think I hate Kansas City less. I was, like, I was just about to ask, if you had to pick between those two teams, who do you want to win? As as much as it hurts us, who, who are you going for? I mean, I would rather see Kansas City. I think so, too. Ultimately, I hope Kansas City eliminates Pittsburgh, and then after that, they can go too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I would even, I would rather see the Raiders, I'm hoping the Bengals beat the Raiders, but I'd even see, the, I'd rather, 
uh, <laughs> that, that seems kind of dirty to say. I don't know. It, it's a tough. It's tough because we have a lot of rivalry yeah. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it just still needs to be. I was really. I was. I was rooting hard for a tie. I was too. I just wanted to see a tie so that the Chargers and the Raiders got in. But then I, I thought about it after the fact. I was like, man, can you imagine? as Broncos fans being the only team from the AFC West that didn't make mm, the playoffs. That's true. <laughs> so, eh, you know. It, but wouldn't it have been the first time in history for like that to happen, for it to have a tie and... Result in both teams going to the playoffs? I would I probably, I cannot think of a... I can especially not in the Super Bowl area. Super Bowl era. Maybe I'll like, have to look that up. Yeah, maybe that's something for next week's episode. But... Yeah, so a lot of good. Plus, it's just nice for football, like, because you get to the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. And luckily, this year, there was actually a lot of good games and a lot of games that decided playoffs and whatnot. Yeah. Because there's a lot of points where you get to the end of the season and everything's pretty much decided. And, like, you have two teams that are playing each other who have, who aren't going to the playoffs. And it's just, like, anybody who had to sit and watch Chicago and Minnesota play each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and Chicago and Minnesota, after the game, both of them fired their GMs and their head coaches. A lot of firings went on this past week. They call it uh, they call it Black Monday. I get it. Yeah, which is funny because Black Friday is because sales go into the black. Because uh-huh. that's how high sales go. Black Monday for the NFL is like, that's like a funeral because yeah. you wear black because you're... Because you're, you're jo- gone. Because your job is dead. Yeah. That's a... Uh, yeah. It's... This, honestly, I think is the most exciting time in the NFL. It's exciting to see. It's kind of exciting to see who lets their coach go, who gets hired, and then you start building up to the draft, and then you see who who your team drafts. And like I said, pretty much every franchise, except for maybe like the Jaguars, has some <laughs> sort of hope. You know, they're like, we could do it. This could be our year. Well, the Jags are also looking for a new coach as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, uh... They have a better one next year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would... Maybe a... What's the word I'm looking for? Monogamous? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. But, yeah. So, what about you? Anything in particular you're looking forward to? Nothing in particular. Just hanging out. I want to start reading again. I said I was going to read and I haven't read. So, hopefully I can get into a good book and... Um, I bought you... I bought that series of books and you... I know. I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, I need to start reading these again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's really nothing too I have that set of box, bucks. Boxes? That set of books I want to buy that I have saved on my, in my Amazon cart. Yeah. Hopefully I get some Amazon gift cards for my birthday, and I'll buy it. Yeah. And maybe, uh, maybe I read them, and maybe they're really good, and then you read them. Okay. Or maybe I read them, and I don't like them, and then you read them, and you like them. I don't know. <laughs> It's a win-win. That's why we share, honey. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that's really all I have. I mean, I want to celebrate your birthday and do I, something. I want to get past my birthday. <laughs> In a way. Because you don't want to go on the other side. Yeah, I don't. Of 30. No. <laughs> but you don't like the... I know you don't like a big deal about your birthday, so I know you want to just... Move past it, so Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. Um. 
So my phone is going crazy. Somebody is trying to text me. Okay. So I think this would be a good place to call it an episode. Sounds good. Nice one. This one was good. This was a good one. I mean, they're all good. Let's be real. <laughs> yes. Um. So from the four... <laughs> from the Four Seasons Podcast. That's the one. That's the one we're on. That's the one we make. That's us. Four Seasons Podcast. Mike Oliver. And I'm Rachel Oliver. Enjoy the rest of your days.